Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free whilst lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. And we would like to thank our sponsor, Locum Story. Have you ever considered a different way of practicing medicine? Whether you are burned out, need a change of pace, or are looking to supplement your income, Locum Tenens might be a solution for you. If you're considering Locum Tenens either full-time or on the side, you probably have a question or two or 20. Fortunately, Locum Story has the answers you need. It is packed with unbiased information and advice from physicians just like you. LocumStory.com has nothing to sell. It's simply a resource for information where you'll find all kinds of super handy tools that let you see Locum's trends for your specialty. Be able to compare it with different Locum's agencies and there's even a quiz to help decide if Locum's is right for you. The Locum Story blog also features content and perspectives from actual Locum's physicians who have firsthand Locum's experience. LocumStory.com is the perfect place to start if you want to learn more about Locum. So everyone, make sure to check out LocumStory.com. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, um, we are have some new material recording here for you today. You've been hearing recently some old stuff I recorded and going to make sure to release a couple of newer things to you as well. Uh, obviously, I've had some changes here recently and we're talking more about financial planning, financial planning concepts, and there are fewer things that piss me off more than illiquid investments that you can't possibly touch. So I want to go on on a little bit of a, a rant today and tell you some about some of my experiences and uh, uh, what to watch out for, at least in my opinion, and some ways to protect yourself. Now, I'll tell you uh, one of the things that happened to me was back in August of 2008. So here we are in April of 2022. So 14 years ago now, what was interesting about the financial planning business back then was that there there really were several different kinds of financial advisors, financial planners. And I would say those same three exist today, but, uh, two of them that I'm talking about are becoming more and more extinct um, and, and more and more rare. So hopefully you haven't had to deal with these things but um, that I'm gonna talk about, but I think they are important to bring up as we look at different investment strategies. Now in, in 2008, when I got into this, this um, made a huge acquisition that brought my family all the way from Seattle, Washington, out to Bloomington, Minnesota. Uh, we 
I was dealing with before I left here, several things that, that looked pretty awesome. And as we went through the, the financial crisis, I realized how much they sucked and really um, became a bigger sticking point for me. And those things are called direct participation programs. DPPs for short is the common lingo. What is a direct participation program? Basically, uh, you can think of it as there's this brand new investment, brand new fund that's looking to raise money. And so they go through the channel of financial advisors with which to do things like lease equipment or drill for oil or uh, venture capital or wineries or tax shelters of various sorts or real estate was very common. Uh, one I dealt with had to do with um, lease equipment leasing. <clears throat> and what I found in my journeys was some were definitely horrible, some were, were bad, some were okay. I have yet to experience any that were just flat out awesome and amazing. And what I found was as, as these companies are trying to get off the ground is that the amount of commissions that they charged were outrageous. So what we're talking about here in the world of the three financial advisors I referenced earlier is you have financial advisors that are fee only, meaning that they might do uh, assets under management or they might do uh, hourly fees or a flat fee or something like that. You have other advisors that uh, are in RIA where they're supposed to be the fiduciary for clients, but they're a hybrid, meaning that they sell commission products and offer assets under management or hourly fees or whatever. And then lastly, you have pure commission advisors. And here's what bothered me about these things. The costs were so expensive for these things. The, my question always got to be, what actually went into the ground, into the investment of these investments? And so what you'll see if you read through the prospectuses carefully at the time, is you would see typically there was like a seven to 8% commission to the financial advisor right off the top. On top of that, the broker dealer, meaning the companies that, that are helping to deal with compliance for the advisor, also take like a 2% cut. Then on top of that, usually there's a cost to buying the building or there's management fees or whatever. It's not unusual. That was another 5%. Then there might've been other miscellaneous marketing costs. And at the end of the day, these investments became like your dollar just turned to 80 cents just for buying the stupid thing. And what, um, what I see a lot of people getting into is where they um, get really jaded with the stock market. That hasn't been a problem for the last 10 years that we've been on this Nike swoosh of a, of a uh, move on up, I suspect perhaps in 2022, these things might start looking more attractive again. And when you drop 30% and you just lost one third of your money, you know, you might be saying, gosh, what the heck else is out there? This sucks. I don't like about it. 
And unfortunately, I believe many doctors, perhaps because of their income, perhaps because of um, the savings that they have in IRAs or 401ks, in my opinion, many doctors are given horrible advice by shady advisors to get off the roller coaster of the stock market at just the wrong moment. And now let's take a moment for a quick commercial break. And we would like to thank our sponsor, Locum Story. Have you ever considered a different way of practicing medicine? Whether you are burned out, need a change of pace, or are looking to supplement your income, Locum Tenants might be a solution for you. If you're considering Locum Tenants, either full-time or on the side, you probably have a question or two, or 20. Fortunately, Locum Story has the answers you need. It is packed with unbiased information and advice from physicians just like you. LocumStory.com has nothing to sell. It's simply a resource for information where you'll find all kinds of super handy tools that let you see Locum's trends for your specialty. Be able to compare it with different Locum's agencies, and there's even a quiz to help decide if Locum's is right for you. The Locum Story blog also features content and perspectives from actual Locum's physicians who have firsthand Locum's experience. LocumStory.com is the perfect place to start if you want to learn more about Locum. So everyone, make sure to check out LocumStory.com. Now, it's good to have asset allocation. As a matter of fact, I think it's good to have investments outside the stock market. Uh, I always get backed to control. I've seen um, advisors sell these things to make commissions. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, everything from wineries to equipment leasing companies to oil drilling to tax shelters to commercial real estate. Uh, I even saw one investment that was in a winery from a physician client that was based in the Cam Cayman Islands. And my big problem with this stuff is the illiquidity of it, meaning that you want to get some money out. They're not letting you get your hands on it. You have no say in it. As a matter of fact, as I've seen some of these things from 2008, here we are 14 years later, and they still haven't gone full cycle yet, meaning returning all of the money back to the clients. 14 years. And in many cases, it's going to be another two or three. And... Um, in many cases, you know, I've been gnawing on my fingernails in anticipation of when these things can become liquid so we could put the investments back in other stuff. One of the sales points that really pisses me off of these kinds of investments is that um, these investments to get people to invest into them initially, they'll say, oh, we have a 5%, 6%, 7%, 8% dividend. But the problem is that these companies are so new and remember you don't have 100 cents in there, you got 80 cents on the dollar, that the dividend that they're declaring is not often covered by operating cash flow. And instead, essentially, the dividends are covered by financed, uh, by cash flow coming from equity that's provided by new investors. While this isn't like an official Ponzi scheme, it is deceptive, it is wrong, and these companies shouldn't be clearing dividends just to get people in the door. 
And guess what happens over the course of time as these things close down? The dividend goes down, if not away, because they can't afford it anymore. Those that might continue the dividend, quote unquote, what I often see happening with them is they'll keep doing that cash flow and then there's like nothing left. It's eating into that remaining equity. And so even if they keep the dividend, like by the time seven, eight, nine, ten years go by, it's not unusual that the investor has like no equity left as they wind the thing down. There's no big payday at the end of many of these investments. And so, um, well, I can't name names in a, in a podcast like this for for security law reasons. Um, what I believe the best thing to do is to have control over the investments rather than having something that is completely illiquid. Um, even things like rental homes, apartments, uh, you want to get into equipment leasing. You can do that. Uh, we've had people on here talk about all kinds of different stuff. Uh, what you'll want to do is control the thing, you know, own that asset. Uh, the, um, even in some cases where you might say, oh, there's like a redemption program, often that redemption program has to be approved by the board of investors before you'll get your money. And then on top of that, they even reserve the right to close the share redemption program at any time. So after they've done raising their money, they shut these things down more often than not. So there's a few different things that I would encourage you as ways of vetting this, these kind of investments. Number one, what control do you have over it? Number two, what are the criteria around selling it? And what is the exit strategy? Number three, has it been registered or approved by the SEC, FINRA, or a state insurance commissioner? Number four, is it based or registered in the U.S.? Number five, could you manage it yourself if you had a poor manager? Best advice I have, like I said, have control over it. You know, if you want to get into real estate, buy that house, buy the apartment building, buy land like I do. Uh, have mentors, have people that can teach you how to do it enough that you know what's going on, you've got an education around it, and you know how to operate and how they operate and how decisions are made and that you can make it yourself. Above all else, I think really um, keeping it simple is good. There's um, a part of all of us that likes something that is unique, something that is different, something that is new, something that is novel. And these kind of investments we're talking about here can check off an awful lot of those boxes. But um, you, you have this, this manager problem that, um, with conflicts of interest that just are horrible, 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 horrible stuff. Traditional investments, you know, stocks, bonds, real estate, ETFs, mutual funds, annuities, even as much as I hate it, cash value life insurance, uh, even meets some of those criteria we talked about. Not that I endorse annuities or life insurance as good vehicles for most of us, but at least it meets some of those tests that I've listed. So 
as we think about 2022, as we think about this stock market going down, I just want to encourage you, keep it simple. Keep your money invested in things you can control and have say over. Not that it'll be perfect, not that uh, the ride will be smooth, but at least you have control over it, my friends. Well, I would love to hear from you. What are investments that you have seen where you've seen friends, relatives, another physician, maybe even you have made big mistakes in? What, what's something that you're like, there's no way I would ever do this again? Alternatively, I'm curious to hear from you. Maybe uh, my experiences that I've seen over the years aren't the same as yours. Have you done investments like I've talked about where you, you don't have control over it? that you've seen um, many positive returns and great things from. So I'd love to hear from you and learn more about what you are seeing out there. Feel free to email me, dave at daviddeniston.com. Thank you so much, my friends, for another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast. Remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Thank you, my friends, so much for listening to the last podcast. I am pleased to announce that I am now a completely independent financial advisor, where to the point now, I can really integrate my financial planning practice with this podcast. If you might be looking for help, if you have found any of our information here interesting or relevant and you're looking for a second opinion, I'm making myself available for 30-minute strategy sessions. And if you want to arrange a time to meet with me to discuss your situation and see if we might be a good fit for one another, I'd like you to call our office and speak with Kyla. Our phone number is 612-284-2409. Again, that's 612-284-2409. And I look forward to helping you with your financial situation. And now for some lovely legal disclosures required by our lawyer friends. Investment advice is only offered in jurisdictions where Centurion Financial Strategies, LLC, Centurion is appropriately registered or exempt from registration. Our Form ADV Part 2 brochure can be obtained free of charge at advisorinfo.sec.gov by searching for our firm name or its unique CRD number, which is 316-454. This podcast is not a solicitation to provide advisory services in any jurisdiction in which we are not appropriately registered or excluded. The information, statements, and opinions contained in this podcast have been obtained from or are based on information obtained from sources which we believe to be reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of such information. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as personalized investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed by any guest are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the firm's views. You should carefully consider your own financial circumstances and needs prior to making any investment in securities or purchasing any insurance products. As always, past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing in securities or really anything else involves the risk of loss. If by some chance in this particular podcast I mentioned insurance products, insurance products are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. It may be subject to restrictions, limitations, and early withdrawal fees, which vary by issue. You should always consider the charges, risks, expenses, and investment objective of any 
insurance products before entering a contract. And that, my friends, wraps it up. Wish you all the best. Feel free to contact us with any info at www.daviddeniston.com. Thank you so much and have a good one. Bye-bye.